of who's going to read tonight uh, will be in Psalms 60, I believe. Psalms 60 tonight. Psalm 64. Psalm 64. All right, so there's three of us tonight. All right, so let's do, uh, we got 23. 23 times, by, by, by three. Anybody know y'all's? Let's nope. do about eight apiece. Okay. Psalm 64. Hear my word, hear my voice, O, o God. In my prayer, preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and, and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter, they commune of laying snares privately. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search, both the inward thought of every one of them, and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. Thank you. And all men shall fear and declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. Praise waiteth for thee, O God, in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. Blessed is the man whom chooseth and causes to reproach unto thee, or causes to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even thy holy temple. By terrible things in righteousness wilt thou, thou answer us. O God of our salvation, who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of them that are far off upon the sea, which by his strength setteth fast the mountains, being girded with power, which stilleth the noise of the seas and the noise of the waves and the tumult of the people. Thank you, my brother. They also that dwell in the uttermost parts are afraid at thy tokens. Thou makest the outgoings of the morning and evening to rejoice. Thou visitest the earth and waterest it. Thou greatly enrichest it with the river of God, which is full of water. Thou preparest them corn when thou hast so provided for it. Thou waterest the ridges thereof abundantly. Thou settlest the furrows thereof. Thou makest soft with showers. Thou blessest the springing thereof. Thou crownest a year with thy goodness, and thy paths drop fatness. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness, 
and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered over with corn. They shout for joy. They also sing. Amen. All right, my brother. All right. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn to the Song of Solomon. We have been preaching through the Song of Solomon, and uh, we called it the series is the greatest song that ever been sung. And it is a love story between Christ and his church. And so as we get started tonight, just want to remind you of the characters that's in this book. Uh, the first character that we find is the king. And the king would represent the world, would represent evil, would represent uh, Satan tonight. And so we must keep that in that mindset. And then we find there is a woman here. And she's the Shulamite, and she represents the church tonight. Uh, she would be the one that you and I could relate to and be part of. And then there is a shepherd here uh, that uh, is a shepherd boy, they say. And uh, that is our Lord and our Savior. And so we find within the story that we have uh, that in chapter 1, just kind of go back, that we found that he has brought her into his chambers we found that in verse 4. And while, he's, while he has her within these chambers, uh, his eye is upon her to draw her in unto himself. But on her heart and on her mind is her shepherd. And so he is not having no effect in her life. And so we come down to chapter 2 tonight in verse 1. And we find, I want to preach tonight on having fellowship with Christ. We come to a place right here where there is some communication between her and him. That's the church and Christ. And we find in that communication, in that fellowship tonight, that I pray might be a help to us. As we stand to our feet one more time tonight, let's read verse 1 down to verse 10. And let's see what the Lord may have for us tonight in this relationship that must have fellowship in Christ. We find I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. As the lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. As the apple tree among the trees of the woods, so my beloved among the sons. I sat down under the, his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banquet house, and his banner over me was love. Stay me from flagons, comfort me with apples, for I am sick of love. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand doth embrace me. I charge you, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, by the rows and by the hinds of the field, that ye stir not up, nor awake my love, till he please. The voice of my beloved, behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountains and skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a roll or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name here tonight. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this dear family that's with us tonight. Uh, your choice servants, Lord, going to Papua New Guinea tonight. Lord, I pray you'll bless them. I pray, God, that you'd raise them up. I pray, God, that you'd provide and protect them. I pray, Father, that you'd use them in a mighty and a wonderful way down in the field, dear God, that you called them to. 
God made many souls come to know Christ. God made their love for Jesus be greater than ever. God made their love for one another tonight, dear God, be uh, more than it's ever been. I ask you, God, to bless our service tonight. I pray that you anoint us with your spirit. Pray, God, you give us the help we need to live for Christ. And, God, that our love for Jesus tonight, God, would be closer than ever before. Father, open our eyes and our hearts tonight that we might receive the wonderful word of God. Bless us tonight. Work in us and work on us. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, Tonight, we find ourselves on many occasions and many thoughts tonight in this relationship with Jesus Christ and this walk with God. Uh, You know, tonight it's possible that you can have a strong conviction about many things in life. A strong conviction. I mean, you, you have a conviction on pants. You got a conviction on hair. You got a conviction on movies. You got a conviction on Sundays. You got a conviction on the, the things that you live and the places you go. And you're convicted with those things. And it's strong tonight. You can have that. And, and I, I would say that's good. You also tonight can have the correct doctrine. You can be right with the Word of God. You can be right in what you believe. You can be right in all of the sayings and all the teachings of Christ. And you can be straight as an arrow. And you can be one tonight that don't, that don't deviate in any way. You are just up and up on the doctrines of Christ. You might tonight even have the right spirit. I mean, the spirit you have is just what the spirit you are to have. A sweet, a kind, loving spirit tonight. You can also have an outstanding attitude. I mean, you can be welcoming. You can be warming. Uh, you can be one tonight that has a smile on your face. And, and you just like, people like to be around you because of the attitude in which you carry. And then tonight, you can have faithfulness in attendance. You can be faithful at the house of God. Be faithful to your family. Faithful to your spouse. Faithful all the way at work. And you're faithful. They, you're considered to be called faithful tonight. But can, do you know with having all of that and all of that is important and all of that is probably necessary as you walk with God, but do you know all of that tonight and you still can be out of fellowship with God? Do you know that? Do you know this Christianity tonight is not all that? Even though it may include that, but tonight this Christianity I'm speaking of tonight is a close and intimate fellowship with Christ. You see, that's what Christianity is tonight. That's what being saved is all about tonight. Being saved tonight is not all that other stuff I just mentioned tonight, even though you'll be part of that. But the main part in the total package in which you will have with Christ tonight will be that close, intimate fellowship. Daily as you walk your life with God. And with that mindset tonight, it's not that Christians usually find themselves in gross, in gross sin. I don't believe tonight probably any of us in this room would just admit, hey, I'm, I'm in gross sin tonight. I mean, I have sin all over me. I've been, to the, I've been doing this last night. And I'm going to be doing this tonight. And I'm just one problematic Christian and sin, sinfulness is just all over me. I don't believe that tonight. I don't believe tonight none of us probably will have any gross sin. You no, know, it is that we don't spend, uh, or we don't have doubt, or we don't question God tonight. You may not be in here, and, 
And you say, I'm not questioning God at all. I believe anything he says. I don't have any doubts at all. What he says in his word is exactly right tonight. You know, it's not that Christians tonight uh, have those questions and doubts, but it's Christians tonight that just don't spend time with Christ. There's the problem. The problem tonight is that we just don't spend time in prayer. Now, I can ask you tonight, do you believe the Word of God? And you'll say, yes. Then I'll ask you another question. Have you spent time in prayer with God today? And you'll probably say, no. See, Christianity tonight is not that intimate, close fellowship with the Lord. And this is what this chapter is talking about in the Song of Solomon. And that we tonight can be doing all those externals. We can be doing all those others tonight. But that spending time with Christ in prayer, spending time with Christ in His Word, spending time with Christ in worship, at home, in the car, at work, at church. And tonight, that's where we must live tonight. And that is where we must present ourselves before the world tonight. That's where we ought to walk with God tonight. All those other things tonight will fall in place. Oh, but you cannot do without tonight that fellowship in the Word and fellowship in prayer tonight and fellowship in worship tonight with the Lord Jesus Christ. I know we get distracted. I know tonight that we get detoured, and I know tonight that we get deployed in everything. We get distracted and deployed and deterred. It just seems like in the way of house and in the way of work and in the way of life tonight. And for we can make all the excuses we want tonight. And we can say this, that, and the other tonight. And we can say, you know what, brother? I come to church Sunday morning. I Sunday night and Wednesday night. And I tell you what, brother, I believe the Word of God completely tonight. And I got convictions. And I won't do this. And I won't cross that line. And I won't do this. But the question tonight is this, are you in fellowship by the way of spending time with Christ? How many of y'all have devotions? How many of y'all you, tonight sits aside a time during the day, in the morning, at night, at noon, and just you in Christ? You're in His Word, you're in prayer, you're in worship, and it's just you and Him. And y'all are just conversating and communion together. And you're just having a relationship. And it's involving fellowship and communion tonight. That's what I want to preach on tonight. That's what I want to talk about. You see, if Glory Baptist Church tonight has all the externals and we have all these other details tonight, then we are just some people that have nothing. But if we have a relationship with the fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we spend time with Him daily in word and prayer and worship. Tonight, we have a church. You have something with that tonight. And I'm afraid we live in a world tonight that the church don't care about fellowship with, with Jesus Christ in word and prayer and worship. I'm afraid tonight, churches tonight just don't have time for that. I'm afraid tonight that many homes tonight don't have devotion. I would ask you a question tonight. Do you have a devotion time with your family? Do you have a devotion time with your children? Do you sit down your wife and your husband tonight and you sit around the table, around the couch, and you open up the Word of God and you begin to pray, you begin to express, you begin to worship, you begin to let God move within your home. You say, yeah, I do it once a month. That's not enough. You say, well, I do it once a week. That's not enough. 
You say, well, wouldn't you do it, Brother Lay? Every day. Is not Christ worthy of that? Isn't your home worthy of that? Isn't your marriage worthy of that? Isn't it tonight that it all that really counts tonight is our fellowship with our Lord Jesus tonight as we walk hand in hand and heart to heart with Him? Am I talking kind of Greek tonight? I mean, is it tonight very hard to understand uh, that you and I in the world in which we live, especially the last days and we find ourselves in, and the times are going to get tough, and the times are going to get difficult, and things are going to get very, very uh, fast and very, very moving in such a wicked way, in a way of, boy, it's going to bring confusion to a lot of people, and it's going to go swiftly tonight, and it's going to go sharply tonight. We're going to open our eyes and say, man, what happened? Where did all my family go? Where I'm now 61 years old. Where all the time go tonight. Friend, if we can't live with Jesus today, we can't have fellowship with Jesus today. If we can't have fellowship with Him in word and prayer and worship today, friend, we can't have it tomorrow. Today. Boy, as we look at this woman here, I want you to notice, number one, the attitude of the Shulamite woman. The, the attitude. And the attitude of the church tonight as the Shulamite woman is speaking in chapter 2 verse 1 she says I am the rose of Sharon and I know that many folks say that Jesus is the rose of Sharon and uh, that's fine you can say that as you want tonight but in the midst of this chapter according to the context of this book uh, we find that this Shulamite girl the church is saying uh, to her shepherd that I am a wild flower that's what she's saying she's saying to him that I am just a flower uh, I am a wild flower. what a rose would be. We're not thinking about a rose tonight that you might think of. A rose, a red rose, a yellow rose. That's not what he's talking about there. Uh, this is more like a tulip. This is more, this type of rose tonight, it's more like a plant. Uh, that's what it is. It's more like a valley plant. And we find tonight that she's saying, I am just a wild flower. I'm just not that much at all. I'm just a rose of Sharon. Then she says that I am a weak flower. Not only a wild flower, but a weak flower. She says, I'm the lily of the valley. And that is a weak flower. And so basically what she's saying tonight in the midst of that chapter, that verse tonight, she's saying, I am not much. Have you been there before when you really get into fellowship with Jesus? When you really get close and near to the heart of our Savior, whenever you get so close that you hear the heartbeat of God tonight, you begin to really understand how little you are. You really begin to understand how small that you are. You, he seems so big. He seems so large. He seems so giant. He seems so big tonight. And you look at the Lord and say, Lord, I'm just an old wildflower. I'm just no weak flyer. Lord, that's what I am tonight. I'm not much at all. Hey, friend, that's it's good when you begin to worship the Lord, when you can put yourself in that place. And, boy, she's there. And she's saying, I'm just really not much of my shepherd. Boy, my Lord, uh, really, I don't really offer. I offer a little bit or a little letter. That's all I offer is just a little bit. What does a lily offer? What does a rose offer? Just a little I mean, it's just old plant. It's just no flower. And friend, it don't last long. It, don't, it comes and it goes. Yes, yeah, beautiful for a minute, but then it, it goes away. And you know what? It's just, it offers just a little. Uh, it is a small usefulness. 
Uh, there are more people or more things tonight that is stronger uh, than a lily and than a rose tonight. And so in looking to the Lord tonight as His church and, and you're saying to the Lord as I'm wanting to worship you and as I want to get close and near to you, I want to really just butt up to your Lord. I want to be like John and just put my, my ear on your heart tonight, on your bosom there. And Lord, I just want to know really more about you. You're going to find, you're going to learn that there's other people that can do better than you can do. Right? There's better preachers tonight than me. Uh, there's better husbands than me. Uh, there's, better, there's better fathers than me. There's better Christians than me. And Lord, why would you want to love me? Lord, why would you want me to be yours? Lord, they're so much stronger than me. They're so much better than me. They're so much greater than me. I'm just an old wildflower. I'm just an old weak flower. And Lord, I, I'm just saying that is the attitude of the Shulamite girl in chapter 2, verse 1. She's saying, Lord, I'm just this. And then I want you to notice, secondly, when you have this attitude, then we find, verse 2, the assessment of Christ. Now the shepherd speaks. He says in chapter 2, in verse 2, he says, as the lily among the thorns, so is my love. Now, when, it, when you remember now, when it says my love, that's the shepherd speaking about the Shulamite. That's about Christ speaking about his church. He says, as the lilies among the thorns, so is my love among the daughters. You remember the daughters, right? Uh, as we go back, uh, there to verse, verse 5 of chapter 1. He says, I am black but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem. So they have surrounded her in the midst of this court. And now Jesus, our, our Lord, our, the, the church, he's talking about the church here, the Shulamite girl. And this is what he says to her in the assessment that Christ has of his church. And as the assessment of the shepherd of his, of his uh, Shulamite girl, he says, you are beautiful amongst the thorns. He says, as the lily among, among the thorns. He's calling the daughters of Jerusalem thorns. <laughs> the, hey, the shepherds saying uh, that them daughters of the world are thorns. Uh, the daughters of the devil are thorns. The daughter of all other religions are thorns. Uh, the daughters of men are thorns. Oh, but you, that's the lily of the valley and the rose of Sharon. And I know you don't think you're much. You know you don't, I know you don't think you're that. But in my assessment, you're the lily amongst the thorns. Woo! I mean, you are, you are something to me. I mean, everybody else I know tonight is a thorn. But you're a lily. Well, that puts more value on it, don't it? See, when you think of yourself, you say, I'm just a lily. And you're thinking, well, that's just an old weak flower. You know, just an old rose. You're just an old, old wildflower. You're just an old plant ran here, there, going tomorrow, and all that kind of stuff going on. Oh, but when God, Jesus, looks upon it and says, hey, you're a lily amongst the thorns, you say, ooh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know, hey, I guess I have somebody when he makes that assessment of it. And so we find he's saying uh, that you're the beautiful amongst the thorns. You're perfect amongst the thorns. You're lovely amongst the thorns tonight. That's his assessment. You see, the daughters of the world here in chapter 1 and there in verse 5, you know, they, they, wear, they are wearing expensive clothing. They're his harem, the king's harem. 
Do you think they're wearing raggedy clothes? Oh, no, nothing the king has is raggedy. I mean, they're wearing some really fine-looking clothes tonight. Uh, they're expensive clothes. Do you think they're wearing some flashy jewelry? You better believe it tonight. If you remind yourself how he put upon her there in chapter 1, verse 10, he said, Thy cheeks are comely, rolls of jewels, and neck of chains of gold, with borders of gold and silver, studs of silver. That's what they all look like. So he gave her that right there. We preached on that last week, but he tried to give that to her to lure her in. But it didn't work. And we had her, she had her mind and her heart on on her shepherd boy. Uh, but they had expensive clothing. Uh, they had flashy, flashy uh, jewelry. Uh, they had powerful perfume. But if you remember, you remember there in chapter 1, verse 5, she said, I am black. And then you remember it says why she was black. It says, look not upon me because I am black, because the sun hath looked upon me. My mother's children were angry with me. If you remember, she was just a natural woman. She was a natural black because the sun came down upon her skin. Uh, she wasn't flashy in any way, fashion, or form. Uh, she was just a comely little girl. Uh, she was just a Sulamite little girl. And all about her was natural. All about her was plain. All about her was real. And so he says to her uh, there in verse 2 of chapter 2, he says, my love. He's talking about his church. He says, you're just natural. You're the lily amongst the thorns. You're just plain. You're just real. You know what? You're something. I'm real excited that you're the lily amongst thorns tonight. And I could look at the Lord tonight and say, thank you for the assessment. Because my assessment to you, Lord, is I'm nothing. My assessment of me tonight is I'm awful. I'm pathetic. My assessment of me tonight is I got so much to work on. I got so much to change. I got so much to, to get involved in my life. I come so short every single day. I'm telling you, I am sorry. His assessment is, you're the lily among the thorns. My love. Whew. What fellowship with that? Oh, my Lord. As he looks upon us tonight, we find... The conversation now moves back to the Shulamite in verse 3. I want you to notice the appreciation of the church. She goes and says this after he said, you're the lily among thorns. Then she says, remember now when the word beloved is spoken, it's her talking about the shepherd. It's the church talking about the Christ. Okay. So verse 3 says, as the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved. That's her speaking about her shepherd. Among the sons, I sat down under the shadow of great delight. His fruit was sweet to my taste. She said, she's saying to him, after the assessment he makes of her, she says, Jesus is a resourceful tree. Look what it said. She said, if that tree protects me. She said, I sat down under the, his shadow. See, the shadow was represented tonight as that tree, that, that old apple tree that's up there with its branches and leaves and its fruit, and it's causing the sun to create a shadow because of that. And she's going to sit underneath his shadow, and it's him that's protecting her. He's a resourceful tree. 
that I could just sit under him and he'll protect me all the time. I may be the lily among the thorns, but I'm sitting under his shadow. I'm under his shadow tonight. I'm under his protection tonight. Devil, you can't do nothing to me. Hey, flesh, you can't do nothing with me, amen. I mean, the world tonight, you say what you want to say. You can act as you want to act. You can behave as you want to behave. But it will not touch me. It will not involve me. It will not bother me because I'm under his shadow. Amen. <laughs> she has appreciation for, his, for her shepherd. The church ought to have appreciation for our Christ. That we would just want to sit under his shade and say, Lord, you're our protector. Not only does it protect her, protect from harm, but it shades for rest. As she sits under his shade, as you do sit under shade, you just rest. The sun that's beaten down, the sun that's causing that pain or the harm because of the rays and the sunburn of it and the heat of it. And finally, when you get under some shadow, you can say, boy, I can rest now. And that's what it is with Christ and fellowship with him tonight. When we have a fellowship, we can just rest. And we don't have to be worried about what's, to, what's going on. We don't have to be all full of anxiety. We, we don't have to worry. We, we don't have to go to bed chewing our toenails and our fingernails. And, and we don't have to get up in the morning taking pills and drinking, drinking some kind of substance tonight. We, we don't have to worry about tomorrow, what it may bring tonight. We just know who holds tomorrow, amen. Or we just know tonight that we can just get underneath that apple tree and we can just get under that shade. We'll find some protection there. And boy, it will bring some rest to our soul. Fellowship with him. That's what you miss tonight when you don't have fellowship with him. We find that she's saying not only is it a resourceful tree, but Jesus to her or his, her shepherd boy is, is a refreshing tree. For she says there in that verse 3, she says, I sat down under his shadow, that's protection, with great delight and his fruit, that's refreshing, was sweet. To my taste. Well, when we get into fellowship with the Lord, we begin to appreciate our Savior. And tonight we can find in that appreciation that He'll provide from our hunger. We won't hunger after other gods. We won't have to hunger after idols. We won't have to hunger after things. We don't have to hunger for anything. For He satisfies our soul. He contents our heart tonight. We're not looking for anything else tonight. He's enough. Or satisfies. He brings a contentment. He brings a satisfaction. The Bible says his fruit does that. Oh, tonight, wouldn't it be good that you and I could just come to a place in our lives that we would provide, that he will provide the fruit and we would just eat on it and it would be sweet. See, tonight, many people are doing everything right. The only thing they're doing wrong is they just don't have fellowship with Jesus. And tonight you're missing the whole walk of life. That's why living the Christian life is tough for you. That's why living the Christian life's a burden for you. That's why living the Christian life tonight is taxing for you. That's why living the Christian life, you seem like you just can't get it. You seem like you take one step forward, two steps backward. It seems like that you just don't have the joy of the next one. You just don't seem like you got the victory as the other one. 
It just seems like everybody around you just having a good time in God. And you're doing the same thing they're doing. But you're just not having that good time. It's not well with your soul. You've got no rest in your heart. There's no peace within you. Uh, there, there is absolutely uh, nothing about uh, life that you're excited about. I mean, every once in a while you get happy when you get a, uh, you get a hamburger or you get happy whenever uh, you get a car wash or you get happy whenever you uh, find out that you're getting a raise and you get happy uh, whenever, you know, you get a gift sometime. Oh, but that happiness don't last long. It's just very short-lived. And, and for tonight, those that are just under his shade and eating his fruit tonight is being refreshed. Amen. Amen. Talking about fellowship. With Christ tonight. I want to encourage you. Spend some time. With Jesus. I want to encourage you tonight. Before the night's out tonight. Spend some time. With Jesus. I want to encourage you tonight. When you get home. Spend some time. With Jesus. Sit under his shadow. Eat of his fruit. I want to encourage you. When you get up in the morning. Don't take off to the word, the God of this world. Take some time with Jesus. I beg you. Notice she say that it's a resourceful tree and a refreshing tree. But she says in chapter 2, verse 4, that Jesus is a reassuring tree. Goes on and says, he brought me to the banner, the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. See, she was under the tree. And as she was under that shade and eating of that fruit, it was a banquet of him. You know, on Saturday, we're going to have a Valentine's banquet. And that banquet's going to be about Valentine's. And we're going to have food. And we're going to have a message from Brother Gary Britton. And we're going to have a compatible game. And, and we're going to laugh. And we're going to talk. And we're going to fellowship. And we're going to have fellowship with each other. And we're just going to have a great old time. As much as the flesh will allow us, we'll have a good time. And we'll enjoy it. And we'll be talking about it. And, and we'll say, boy, we've got to do this again next year. And, and, uh, and all these other things. And we'll leave out of here just exciting and exciting about what happened, what took place. We got with God's people around God's, God's man and hear God's message. And, and it will be all good. Oh, but what we're talking about tonight is the banqueting of him. It's just being in the presence of him. And he's the banquet. I don't need to go to the park. I don't need to go down to the, down, down to the lake. I, I don't need to go over here to the certain section of the garden. I, I don't need to get into the corner of my room. I don't need to go over here on this couch. I don't need everybody. Shut up! All I need to know that he's the banquet. He's the banquet. It can just be me and him. Oh, dear church. I'm afraid that some of you tonight is missing. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm saying that you are saved. But I'm saying tonight that you're not enjoying Christ. You're not enjoying the banquet. You're at the banquet, but you're not enjoying the banquet. Not is it the banquet of him, but the banner of love. It says in verse 4, and his banner over me was love. The banner of love, secure, sweet. Thirdly, I notice the beholding of life. He says in verse 5, 
She says, stay with flagons, com comfort me with apples, for I am sick of love. She's saying her love for him is overwhelming. That's what she's saying. I got so much love for him, I'm sick of it. You ever been sick of, of love with somebody? I mean, you love somebody so much, it just makes you sick. You ever been like that? What she's saying is, I love him so much, it just makes me sick. I get nauseated because I love him so much. I wonder if any of us tonight, me included, can say that. That I love Jesus so much, I'm a lover sick, sick of love. Now, we can't say that when we have fellowship with him. But if we're not going to fellowship with him, except every once in a while, or whenever we feel like it, or whenever we can, or whenever we get time, or whenever it's convenient for us, then you'll never understand anything I'm speaking of tonight. It'll all be foreign to you, and you'll leave out here tonight and say, Brother Larry didn't say nothing. He spoke for 45 minutes and didn't say anything. But tonight, if you do have some fellowship with Jesus, you're going to say, boy, he said something. He said something tonight. It will change your walk with God. This right here will change your marriage. It'll change your parenting. It'll change your walk with God. It'll change your work. It'll change you tonight if we find ourselves in this fellowship with Christ. Not only this beholding of life where she said her love for him overwhelming, but his love for her was overtaking. Look at verse 6. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand doth embrace me. He's saying his love for her was overtaking. He holds me. He helps me. He has me. Oh, this relationship between me and him in the midst of this fellowship that we're having with each other tonight, he just embraces me and he holds me and he helps me. And he's got me. Oh, it's overtaken. I've just been overtaken by his love for me. And my love for him tonight is overwhelming. Can I say here, fourthly, the boundaries of loyalty tonight in verse 7. says, I charge you, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, by the rolls and by the hinds of the field, that ye stir not up, nor wake my love, till he please. What's taking place with this tonight is she's charging these daughters of Jerusalem, and, and really uh, they're trying to get her to come to the king. They're trying to get her to come to the world. They're trying to get her to come into a different direction than where she's at. And she has to make some boundaries of loyalty. And the daughters is trying to stir her up. The daughters is trying to awaken her. The daughters is trying to incite her. And to trying to raise her passions toward the king. They're feeding her. They're talking to her. They're telling her. They're trying to influence her, impact her. And all this is coming on her. And she's having a time where... Something happens. It might be discouragement. It might be some distraught. It might be just being down. Something happened in this verse. And now her and her shepherd are not in fellowship. They're not in fellowship here. Because she's talking to him not about not waking him up. 
They're not together. You know, this is a sad part of Christianity. We're not always in fellowship with Jesus. Right? We're not always right there with him all day and every day. That's sad. Now, we are in relationship with him, and he's our Savior, and he's been, he saved our souls. God is our Father, and we're his children. That will never change. But we're not talking about relationship. We're talking about fellowship. We're not always in fellowship with God. Sometimes we sin and get out of fellowship. And then sometimes we, we, do, we have attitude and get out of fellowship. And sometimes we think things and we imagine things. And sometimes we, we, we get to the place where we even get bitter or we get angry or we come to a place where we get revengeful. Or we, we find ourselves in a, in a behavior, we find ourselves in a conduct that's not according to the Scripture. And we get out of fellowship. Do you know when you're out of fellowship? Do you know that whenever that happens, you get separated from your Lord? Not separated in relationship, but separated in fellowship. Do you know when that happens? Tonight, we cannot honestly say that don't happen to me. Because that would be a lie. Every single person in this room and all the world tonight that's a Christian has experienced a division, a separation, a coldness that you have towards the Lord. Somewhere, something, somehow wasn't on purpose. It wasn't intentionally. It wasn't the motive. It wasn't what I wanted. But something happened. And I feel just so far away. I feel like the Lord is just at distance. Just feel like I can't reach out and touch him. You ever been there? That's where she's at. And I know it's about time to quit, but let me give you one point of this, and we'll try to finish it up next week. But I want to say here, look in verse, in verse 8. He says, the voice of my beloved. Behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. I want you to notice that in the midst of the time when you are separated or divided, or you're far away from Christ, can I say something to you tonight? He's coming. He's coming to you. Even though you might have done something, even though you might have created the division, even though you have brought forth the separation, even though you have caused the, the very coldness, the shepherd is coming. That's not our shepherd. Our shepherd don't leave us alone, even though we're not what we ought to be. And we might not be where we should be. But remember, that shepherd He's coming. That's what she said. He's coming. See, he hasn't changed his heart toward her. Look at verse 10. He said, My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love. Even in the midst of a separation, even in the midst of a division, even in the midst of a coldness and indifference tonight, he still calls her my love. And I'm just saying to you tonight, dear children of God, 
When you get in this fellowship with God and somehow, some way it gets broken up and it gets out of whack or uh, you don't, don't have fellowship with him for two days in a row or, or you forget or you got busy or whatever and you're over here and you feel like an old crummy uh, dump. And you say, oh, Jesus, don't love me no more. I tell you what, I'm a pathetic Christian. I can't even have devotions. I can't read my Bible every day. I can't pray every day. There's something wrong with me. Can I tell you something tonight? He still loves you the same. He says to her, my love, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm not going to leave you in that state. I'm not going to leave you like that. I, I won't leave you in that place. And then his, his heart hasn't changed towards her. And her heart hasn't changed toward him either. Because in verse 8, he, he, she calls him my beloved. In verse 9, my beloved. In verse 10, my beloved. Even though you may not be right with God, and even though you may be far away from the Lord, and even though you may be separated from Him, and it's just not in fellowship with God, friend, you still have a heart for God. You still call Him my beloved. And He still looks at you and says, my love. I think I like this book of, so of Solomon. Solomon too. This song of Solomon, man, I think I'm enjoying this thing. It's kind of helping me out. Let me finish this out here tonight. He comes quickly. The Bible says there in that verse 8, it says, I, the voice of my beloved, behold. That word behold means he comes quickly. And I will tell you tonight, if you're out of whack with God, if you're out of fellowship with the Lord tonight, he's coming quickly. He says, behold, I ain't going to let this go very long. I ain't going to let this go another day. I'll be there quickly. And then he says, number two, you know, as he comes quickly, but he comes joyfully. The Bible says he cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. For he's coming with great energy. For you, you, can't, you can't leap over no mountain without no energy. You, you can't get over no hill tonight if you ain't got no pizzazz about it. I mean, listen, Fred, he's looking over here. Where is my, where is my, uh, my church at? Where's the one that my love is at? Oh, there she is. Hey, I tell you what, I got some joy in my heart. I got some pep in my step. I'm going to get her over that hill. I'm going to jump over that hill. I'm going to get to her as fast as I can. That's the mind and heart of our Lord. Joyfully. See, he delights in fellowship. He don't get bent out of shape. Man, he's going to get there quickly. He's going to get there joyfully tonight. He's going to move quick. The Bible says, thirdly, he comes verbally. And I'll close with this. The Bible says, the voice of my beloved. It was his words that she heard. She didn't see him, but she heard him. And that's what happens tonight when you get into the word of God. You don't see him, but you hear him. That small little voice begins to penetrate the little heart. And as he comes to you with great grace and great mercy and love, you look up to him and say, Lord, I know I've been out of fellowship with you. I know, Lord. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. It's me. I'm the one. I've done it. 
I've got a heart. I've got a cold heart, Lord. I've got a hard heart. I, Lord, I've got attitude. I've got, I got shit. I've got things in my life, Lord. I, I want to get rid of them. But I could just say this to you. That word is speaking to me. Tonight, that word is speaking to you. That voice of God is penetrating on that heart. He's saying in just a moment. Matter of fact, you're sitting there and you're saying, Brother Larry, shut your mouth. Because I want to get and have fellowship with my Lord. I got to do some business tonight with him. So I'm going to say, you come on. Let's stand to our feet. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Let's get real tonight. Let's get real. He comes verbally. We'll pick up there next Wednesday. How about you tonight? How is your your fellowship with Christ tonight? Is it as good as it could be? Are you exactly where you ought to be? Are you okay with where you're at tonight? You can go home in just a moment and say, it's a-okay with me. I'm 100% in fellowship with him. I mean, there is absolutely nothing wrong with me. I got no sin in my life. I got no attitude. I got no misbehaving. I got no misconduct. It's I'm all right. I'm all straight. Everything's good to go. Is that what you can do and say tonight, I wonder? If you can't, won't you bow your heart? If God moves your feet, you'll bow your heart down here at the altar and say, God, I want to do some business tonight. I want fellowship with you. I have failed you this week. I I have skipped my prayer time. I have skipped my reading of my Bible. I have skipped my worship of you. Lord, I have, I have, I'm ashamed tonight to, to know that your eyes have watched me this week just ignore you, to set you to the side, to neglect you. I apologize tonight. I'm sorry. God, I, I understand tonight about what it really means. I can be straight as an arrow. I can have great conviction. I can believe everything right, and I can do everything right. But man, if I don't have fellowship with Jesus tonight, you know, I'm almost like a tinkling cymbal and a sounding brass. There's no use. There's no value. Help us tonight, Lord. God, help. Don't let our pride tonight get in the way. Don't let us to be so arrogant tonight, Lord, to think that, that we can have this fellowship without coming to you tonight in, in repentance and faith tonight and just trusting in you. If there's anything I want this church to do, I want this church to have fellowship with Jesus. That's what I want. I don't care if we do anything else the rest of the year if we can just have fellowship with Jesus every day. Man, my heart's under conviction tonight. I need help. I'll pray tonight that you're not in the condition I am. I'll pray tonight that you haven't been as I am. I'll pray that you have been exactly what God had you to be. Blessed be his name. Hallowed be his name. Yes, Lord. Fellowship with Jesus. Fellowship with him. Get near to him. Draw near to him.
Well, if you're going to skip anything, skip food. You're going to skip anything. To skip your TV. Skip your, your phone. Skip your entertainment. Even skip work. Just don't skip Jesus. Don't skip prayer. Don't skip reading. And don't skip worship. And don't allow your home to go without it either. If you're the man in your house, you ought to be visiting with Jesus with your family every day. Every day. Help us today, Lord. If there was need a society in which we have as America today, we need this. We need this. Can you imagine if America would have done this 100 years ago? 50 years ago? 20 years ago? We wouldn't be where we are tonight. We wouldn't be. If God's people would fellowship with Jesus, it would transform our lives. All right. Any prayer requests tonight before we pray? Yeah.